I think Reb Steve mentioned this earlier, but for those who I have yet to have the pleasure to meet, my name is Anna Bruder. I'm the rabbinic intern here. I'm from Vancouver, but I come here once a month from New York where I go to school. And as I just said, I'm in rabbinical school. I'm studying to become a rabbi. Um, I'm in a very small cohort. There are seven of us. Most cohorts in the past have been 15 to 20. So we're a bit of an anomaly. And we're an anomaly in many ways. Um, most of us come to this school. I think there's one person in our cohort of seven with a traditional conservative movement background. Um, most of us did not grow up in the conservative movement, myself included. Um, now, we have many classes. We're in school about 10 hours a day. Um, but in our class last week on liturgy, or this past week, I should say, we came to a huge realization. We all spend so much time as future rabbis in prayerful spaces, no matter the denomination, and yet we spend so little time in these spaces talking about prayer, especially the kind of prayer I'm here to talk about today, and that's custom spontaneous prayer. In this week's Parsha, Chaye Sarah, we see Sarah die at the age of 127, Abraham searches for a place to bury her, settling on Machpelah, and Abraham sends out his most senior servant, Eliezer, to find a wife for his son, Isaac. Now there's something huge and monumental that happens next. Eliezer prays, not Shacharit, not Mincha, not Mariv, but a spontaneous custom prayer. Spontaneous customized prayer has often had a different connotation in Jewish contexts. I'm taking a class on pastoral care right now, and in this class we read an article, a fantastic article, um, that told us that many Jews stay away from personalized, spontaneous prayer as they may, quote, mistakenly think that individualized intercessory prayer is Christian, end quote. This was such a strongly held belief by many that even after I converted to Judaism, I was told by others that this form of prayer was not what we do. But the reading for this class goes on and it says, this is incorrect. Custom made in the moment intercessory prayers reflect a long standing Jewish tradition. And we see it in this week's Parsha. Eliezer, Abraham's servant, is setting out on a journey, something that was full of risk, and aware of his own limitations, he turned to God, saying, O oh God, God of my master Abraham, grant me good fortune this day, and deal graciously with my master Abraham. I am going to go out on a limb and say that we are all on different journeys, that journeys that are full of risk, of confusion, of nerves, of high points and low points, and while we, of course, have our three services a day to turn to God, who is to say that we can't turn to God at other times as well? Prayers are not restricted to the words in a siddur. In fact, Jewish tradition teaches that the heart's cry to God is the highest form of all prayer. And we have a tradition of spontaneous prayer. When we see something awesome and beautiful or startling, for example, a rainbow, lightning, the ocean. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam she'asa et hayam hagadol. Blessed are you, God, who has made the great sea. 
That's a blessing, a bracha that we can say when we see the ocean. Yet many are uncomfortable creating their own prayer. A rabbi of mine who I spoke with when developing this little sermon told me that our discomfort with spontaneous prayer does a disservice to our sacred tradition, to our deepest needs, and to our relationship with God. Prayer does not need to be a moment of eloquent philosophy, but a moment to reflect on our needs. I would go one step further to say that cultivating a practice of spontaneous prayer allows us to become more mindful, more resilient, and more aware. Prayer has the power to change us so that we can change the world. Um, there's a fantastic book that I've been studying as part of my Torah study on Musar, which is about cultivating different practices and values and traits. And I'm going to read a short paragraph from it as it speaks to this theme. So Musar scholars describe the value of equanimity with various Hebrew terms, menuchat hanefesh, calmness of the soul, yeshuv hada'at, a settled mind, or shalva, serenity. It is a state of being through which a person can face any situation, from turmoil to tranquility, without being moved from the centered self. Like a surfer in the ocean, I've only surfed once, so I can speak to this, it was a trying time, um, no matter the destabilizing waves splashing and smashing down around us, one with attuned equanimity, with menuchat hanefesh, calmness of the soul, one with those attributes is anchored by a stable inner core. Musar teachers point to different traits or different emotions, I should say, like anger, jealousy, and other strong inner states as the source of the turbulence that destroys the calmness of the soul. Um, Rab, Rab Eliyahu Lopian writes of the ways one pursues tranquility through prayer to help combat this. A disciplined prayer practice pursued with intention and tranquility helps us to achieve a calmness of soul. Now, a prayer practice, whether spontaneous or scripted, helps one achieve this. I believe that even if we are moved from this centered self, from our calm centers, that having the ability to turn to spontaneous custom prayer can help us to return to that place. Our potential discomfort with spontaneous customized prayer can actually help us. It can lead us to the first prayer we need to say, help me God so that I can pray. But another option is always the classic, when something big happens, or maybe a miracle happens, and you say, thank God, that's another option as well. Or there's my personal favorite, hailing from the West Coast, I love to say, wow, what beauty is found here when I see the mountains or the ocean at home in Vancouver. I cannot help but pray and say, thank you, God, for letting me be here. As a type 1 diabetic, I pray when I have a day of good blood sugars, or, like yesterday, when I have a day of less than cooperative blood sugars and things are tough. I'm going to ask everyone here to think and notice what moments give you cause to turn to God and say thank you. To turn to God and say, help me be more resilient. Help me be more mindful. Help me deal with these challenges. 
This coming week, be mindful and pray. Shabbat Shalom.